This is Dr. What, Dr. Where, Stories of Rural Medicine. It's the podcast exploring what it's like to further your training and practice medicine in regional Victoria. Physician pathways are some of the most varied and diverse of any within the medical field, and the peak of this diversity can be found within the regions. Each of this episode's guests have come from different backgrounds and cultures and are all working in West Gippsland right now. Dr. Chris Mills is a gastroenterologist working at West Gippsland Healthcare Group in Warrigal. The general nature of working here was a drawcard, but the community and lifestyle differences sealed the deal. I think it's a lot about the people and the community that you feel. And I know you can get that in other towns, but Warrigal seems to be the perfect size in terms of feeling part of a community, but also being able to offer services in specialist medicine that are appropriate uh, for a town of that size. There's also, I think, a really significant need in Gippsland, in Warrigal, Traugan and beyond um, for specialist doctors. And so it was extremely attractive to me over some other larger centres like Ballarat or Bendigo, for example. Why do you decide to become a physician? I think, uh, I guess for me, I decided to become a, a gastroenterologist first, probably. And I was trying to choose between really general surgery and, and gastroenterology as a um, career course. And ultimately decided that I didn't really like theatre all that much and much preferred endoscopy. And I became a general physician along the way of my pathway to gastroenterology really because I think it allows you to provide the greatest uh, level of service in the country and also allows you to broadly practice in areas. There's, there's not necessarily a huge need in, in country and regional areas for very, very specialised physicians, but there's certainly a need for very general physicians that can look after 95% of medical cases. Have you always thought of practicing regionally? Yeah, so I spent a short period of time during my medical school days in a tiny country town in South Australia, probably six weeks or so, and really enjoyed it and really enjoyed the sense of community that you get out of it and that everybody knows everybody. And as a result of that, I pretty much made up my decision at that point that I wanted to do regional practice. And I just feel I think, a lot more at home amongst the birds and the trees and the bush. Is the, is the workplace culture different in a regional setting? I think it's different because everyone knows everyone. I, I think that these are the people that are not only your work colleagues like they are in tertiary hospitals in the city, but these are the people that are your friends as well. They're the people that you play footy with on a Saturday, go to a barbecue with on Sunday and send your kids to school with, you know, those colleagues' kids with those colleagues' kids uh, on the Monday. Do you find that there are some opportunities that you could do in a regional setting that you might not be able to do in a tertiary hospital? Yeah, I think there's a lot. And I think that's what the real attraction is. And I think it's breadth of practice uh, in the country. And, you know, you can, as a general physician in the country, see a young patient with a problem with the kidneys. You can see a complex liver patient and you can see an older patient with a problem with the heart all in the one day or on the one one ward round whereas in the city 
you'll have a nephrologist looking after someone's kidneys and a gastroenterologist looking after someone with liver disease and a cardiologist looking after someone's heart. And really that the breadth of complicated and acute general medicine doesn't really exist anymore uh, in tertiary hospitals, whereas in the country it's very, very dependent on general physicians. Have you got any stories from uh, practicing in Warrigal or you know, potentially elsewhere in a regional setting that you'd be willing, willing to share? I think really it's not one specific experience, but it's the constant experience of being involved with patients and their families on a continual basis. From the moment that patients come into emergency, for example, you might know those patients that you've seen previously in your rooms. They come into emergency, you look after them on your ward, you have a discussion with a family, and then they'll come and see you later on, you know, once once they've left the hospital. And those sort of experiences don't really exist in tertiary medicine, I suppose, where patients are admitted under a particular consultant or team of a day and they get admitted under a unit. You don't usually know patients from previously um, because obviously it's, you know, the catchment for tertiary centres is very broad. And then you don't normally follow those patients up yourself either. So I think it's not one specific experience, but being involved in the care of a patient from the, you know, from the very beginning to the very end of their hospital journey, but also more broadly, you know, throughout their life. Does that change the patient's experience and outcomes? Well, I think we know that it definitely changes their outcomes. I think we know that continuity of care is a really important uh, factor in patients having a good health outcome. And I think anecdotally it changes their experiences too because they know who to call if they have a problem. They know who to get in touch with. They know who their specialist is. They don't have to think about the five or six or seven or ten specialists that they might have. They know who they're going to be seeing next time they turn up to to rooms. So I think it makes a big difference to patients both in experience and in terms of outcomes. You know, going back to your studying experience, you mentioned that you did a placement in a small South Australian town. Was that placement anything different to doing a placement in a tertiary hospital? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the hospital, the place that I went was a tiny town called Woodna um, with an amazing GP there who was in his early 30s at the time. And he was the only GP for a couple of hundred kilometres. There was no one else within the town at all and the hospital was run by a sole doctor and you know for the years leading up to Scott arriving in Woodner there'd been no doctor there at all Um, and so the health outcomes obviously and the the improvement in health that came with that one person made a real difference and I thought at the time that that's exactly how I wanted to be I wanted to be someone who could really make a difference to a community by me turning up there. Unfortunately, in the city, although, you know, my tertiary colleagues have an amazing vocation and perform amazing service to patients, if it's not one of them that's doing it, there's going to be plenty of other people that can fulfill the same function. And I think I wanted to be someone who was able to really offer something that wasn't available um, or, or, you know, be a much larger part of something that wasn't available. 
with that placement experience, because it was just yourself and the doctor in that town, mm. did that mean you, you got to do things on that placement that you might not have been able to do in a larger hospital? Oh, absolutely. And that ranged everything from taking x-rays to putting plaster casts on to doing ECGs to doing minor surgery and doing some anaesthetics with a visiting surgeon. Every once a week, um, we'd fly in a tiny plane, two-seater plane from Woodna to Wayala to do anaesthetics, for example. Um, so the array of things that can be done in the bush is extremely broad in comparison to what can be done in the city. And so I think the broadness of the array of activities is um, just entirely proportional to the remoteness that you have. So I think, you know, working in Warrigal, which is not quite as remote as Woodna, the activity range isn't as broad, but still much broader than can be offered in a tertiary centre, for example. Have you been practising in Warrigal long? So I was a registrar in Warrigal um, for six months or so, but I also did a lot of work in emergency medicine in Warrigal as I was going through my training and so forth. So I've been going backwards and forwards to Warrigal for probably about seven years now. So it's, yeah, it's been a relatively long uh, sort of association with the hospital. Have you seen any changes in the kind of healthcare needs of the community there over that time? I don't think I've seen changes in needs. Thankfully now I think that we're starting to see um, people becoming more attracted to regional centres. The um, healthcare delivery is becoming more adequate, if not as adequate as tertiary centres yet. But I think that broadly, though, I don't think there's any difference in terms of what's actually still required. There's a lot of challenges in getting doctors to move regionally. Have you got any ideas that, to try and encourage doctors to, to move out outside of cities? I think you've just got to give it a try. I really do. I think that if you have an opportunity to do some rural practice, and I think every every doctor in training should have the opportunity to do some regional and rural or remote practice, preferably, give it a go. If it's not for you, that's okay too. It's okay to say, I actually would prefer to be in a tertiary centre because you won't be happy being a remote and rural doctor if that's not really what you want to do. But you don't know until you try, I don't think. So I would encourage absolutely every medical student to give it a go. If you were studying medicine right now and looking to become a gastroenterologist or a physician more broadly, is there any advice you would have someone in that spot? Yeah, don't specialise too early. I think if all you ever want to do is to do a particular type of specialty, you can do that and ignore everything else. And I think, as I said, the biggest benefit to practice rurally and remotely is the breadth of practice that you can actually do. And if you subspecialize in particular too early, it means that you really don't ever have an opportunity to work rurally if that's what you wanted to do. So I would encourage everyone to do that. And I, I suppose in the same vein, I would encourage anyone who is becoming a specialist and on the pathway towards wanting to become a specialist, think about doing something more general as well. So if you want to become a pancreatic surgeon, think about doing general surgery at the same time. Don't think about just ultimately becoming a pancreatic surgeon. If you want to become an interventional gastroenterologist, think about doing that. Maybe think about becoming a general physician along the way. 
It's often hard to tell whether a regional medical career is the right fit for you without giving it a try. Dr. Ashley Ponsford is in her PGY2 year, working in a general medicine role in La Trobe Regional Hospital and West Gippsland Healthcare Group, alongside Dr. Mills. She grew up in the region and didn't have any plans to return until she tried a rotation in the regions. Well, I did my internship with GRIT last year, which is the Gippsland Rural Intern Training Program, um, and really enjoyed my year there. So I spent most of my time at Tarelgan at Latrobe Regional Hospital, actually, across Gen Med, Oncology, Anaesthetics and ED, and then did surgery at West Gippsland and really enjoyed the sort of team atmosphere at West Gippsland and just the general sort of different approach to medicine working regionally than I'd experienced as a student within the Eastern Health Service. So decided to stay on for a general year regionally again. And then towards the end of last year, with my husband decided that we would actually make a permanent move to the area and then continue to work regionally after I continued, well, when I continue training. Are you from a regional area? I actually grew up in Druid and Warrigal for most of my childhood, except for a few of the early years, and left to move to Melbourne at 18, never thinking I would come back. And then after living in Melbourne for 13 years and with my husband's work, decided I'd try regional medicine. I hadn't really thought about it previously, but thought that intern and junior years are probably the less risky time to try something new and then just really, really enjoyed it. And I don't think I would ever go back to Metro Medicine. What are some of the aspects that have really shaped your opinion of rural medicine? I think other than the interprofessional relationships, which I find very different to Metropolitan, um, where you get more time with more senior doctors, more on-the-job training, hands-on experience and sort of an increased level of responsibility. The work-life balance is phenomenal. I think when I speak to my friends that I went through medical school with who were still based in Melbourne, I really enjoyed my intern year. My mental health was in a better place. I was way less stressed than some of my other colleagues and just in general had sort of a better work-life balance approach. And then when it came to the medicine itself, I found it particularly interesting. You see things that you might not necessarily get to see as a junior doctor in metropolitan areas because it's left to more specialised teams, but you get some hands-on experience managing quite advanced diseases and weird and wonderful things that you might not otherwise have an opportunity to see. Are you looking at any specialist field or perhaps some kind of specific direction as to where you want to end up in? Yeah, so at the moment, well, for the last couple of years, my direction's been towards oncology and palliative care. Prior to going to medical school, I worked in a drug company with oncology products and in compassionate access programs and became really interested and engaged in sort of that area of medicine, both the science, but also the relationships with the patients is quite different to other areas of medicine. And then um, throughout my uh, medical school time, I did some electives in oncology and then did an intern role at LRH in oncology last year which sort of set in stone that that's definitely what I wanted to do. One of the sort of barriers I had initially, I think, in trying to narrow down what I wanted to do is that even though I liked oncology, I wasn't sure if I was sort of mentally or 
emotionally able to deal with such a confronting specialty. But then my time in oncology at LRH sort of helped put those fears aside and I realised that it was actually very different to how I initially thought and can be a very rewarding and even sometimes positive specialty. The general medical year that you're currently in with West Gippsland Health, Mm. how does that sort of factor into the journey towards oncology? Uh, Essentially, I wanted to do a general year because even though I felt that I had quite a broad intern year with quite a lot of experience at LRH, I feel that any increased experience helps towards further specialty training and education and just wanted to get that little bit of extra time under my belt. And then, of course, getting a term in Gen Med at West Gippsland, where we do see a lot of oncology patients, particularly because we don't have the sort of services at West Gippsland for a subspecialty or specialty oncology service. I do get everyday involvement in managing oncology patients and get exposure to some of the oncologists that work in the area and able to sort of pick their brains about things. What was the Gippsland Rural Internship training like? I really enjoyed my intern year with GRIT. There is sort of some mixed messages about the program going into it and a lot of people have some reservations about it. But I found it extremely beneficial in terms of building my confidence as a young doctor. You get to work very closely with registrars and senior clinicians and get that hands-on experience rather than just be sort of the junior doctor on the team that's completing paperwork and making sure all the scripts and summaries are up to date, you sort of get that more hands-on experience. And I also found that I got to do rotations that not necessarily always available to interns. So I did an anaesthetic term, which though I obviously couldn't do a lot of independent practice, I got to really rapidly upskill in things like airway management, cannulation, got to do a fair few intubations and final anaesthetics, which are procedures really important for developing as a junior doctor. What's it like working alongside these regional physicians like Chris Mills? Well, working with Chris, it's only been a few weeks, but a lot of these physicians that I've worked with in the past 18 months or so are often Melbourne-based physicians who are really up to date with current best practices in medicine and have had a lot of experience both regionally as well as in metropolitan medicine and then you get to work essentially in partnership with them my role at the moment with Chris is that it's just a HMO team with myself one other colleague and Chris uh, no registrar and no interns so you sort of get to step up your responsibilities as a junior doctor and act as at a higher level with increased responsibility and get that time for education and questions with those senior clinicians. And in other rotations, I've had similar things even when I was an intern last year. The teams are very small and you'll be lucky to have time with your registrar. So often your time was also spent with the consultant who ran the team as well. And you're getting direct feedback from someone in sort of a specialty or who had completed the training that you are going for. So you get not only formal medical education, but you're getting career advice and pointers and you get that opportunity to sort of ask questions about what you should be doing to get to particular training pathways and whatnot. 
those pieces of anecdotal advice, particularly with career pathways and the, the different things that you've got to do for various programs would be tremendously useful. Oh, extremely. When I decided that I was definitely going down the physician pathway and towards oncology, obviously being regional, there is less opportunity to train within the local area just because there isn't the numbers or the resources for it. So getting that advice to get find a pathway that both lets you stay regionally where possible or come back to a regional area when most of the training programs programs are in Melbourne themselves and forming those connections to help you later on with fellowship or advanced training positions is really beneficial. How did your your colleagues and the people managing those programs regionally respond to your interest in pursuing a regional pathway? Yeah, it was a really positive response. Uh, not a lot of doctors that work in these hospitals in junior roles are from the area. A lot of them are seconded out from Melbourne or Frankston. Monash hospitals just on a secondment for a particular rotation. So having someone who is completing their year there but then also wants to return is sort of very reassuring for them that there is you know future doctors that want to come back and support regional medicine when I decided to stay on for this year my PGY2 year both West Gippsland and Cherelgon were really supportive and trying to work out rosters and things that would suit me and find the rotations that I wanted to help me sort of head in the BPT direction that I wanted to. And then subsequently this year, I'm actually expecting my first baby. And so they've been really supportive in helping me try and secure a position for next year to stay on regionally and then plan for a BPT year the following year. If you had any advice for people sort of at your point in your career or perhaps a little bit earlier on or in medical school, looking to get into some kind of regional physician pathway what advice could you give to someone in that position I think the advice I've always given myself which is different to what you often hear in medicine is give yourself time I took time before coming into medicine to figure out when I was ready and when what I wanted to do I've taken time aside to do those extra general years to improve my skills and my knowledge and also not rush. I think giving yourself that opportunity to think about what you really want to do and not to put too much pressure on yourself to get there as quick as you can is really important. You can find the better ways to get to where you want. At the moment, there doesn't seem to be a lot of opportunity for completing things like physician training regionally, but there are other programs. But the more that people want to do that and do come to regional areas, it's only going to expand. And spending time in these regional areas, you'll sort of essentially fall in love with regional medicine and it will reinforce wanting to come back and finding a training program that allows you to practice regionally, even if you are based metropolitan. Many rural health services develop a workforce which includes doctors from around the globe, such as Dr. Issam Mutia. Originally from Iraq, Dr. Mutia is a general physician and cardiologist and has been living and working in Warrigal for over a decade. There is some similarities in a, in a way that in Iraq where I practice is close to where I live, so it's a sense of community is there. This is what I like in this area in, uh, in Waragol. 
um, you can see the people, you can uh, get to know them. Like when you look, you not only you look after them as a patient and doctors, but also they become part of the bigger family. Mm. You must see your patients on a regular basis, not just in your consulting rooms, but down the street as well. Yes, yes, for sure. I mean, I did my training in Melbourne, which is like about six to seven years in Melbourne. Um, all the hospitals that are very big, uh, large hospitals, like you will not be able to feel how much change you can achieve uh, in terms of overall health of the community. But here in Warragul, you, whenever you do more work, uh, you can see the changes in the front of your eyes, which can make you very happy and satisfied with your work. You must really have a varied role here. In general, a rural area, as, as you probably know, is suffering for a long time for limited resources. One of the limited resources, even the, the expertise, like physicians, cardiologists, all the other speciality, there is a, not a lot of people like to move to this area. This is why the community can suffer from the lack of such expertise. So being in a rural area, I can utilize my expertise in bridging this gap and it make very big change and other things that I have been working on in the in the hospital for example is that I try to create a very supportive uh, environment and and nice and good learning environment for the junior doctors whenever they come because we have doctors junior doctors rotating from um, Monash center whenever they come here and they have this uh, lovely environment, friendly, uh, good learning opportunity. That that's may encourage them to come back again. And to be honest, there are a lot of people where they start to ha have this uh, feeling. We we get a lot of interest now from junior doctor to come back and work with us, which is fantastic. So these two areas, like providing expert opinion to our community and the second thing is providing more of learning opportunity for the junior to encourage more doctors to come to our area are the main areas that i have been working is there much of a, a difference in the learning and training opportunities out here in warrigal compared to a, a larger tertiary hospital at the moment um, i mean we we quite unique in a way uh, in our area where we can provide expertise in in this rural general medicine for example or rural general pediatric it's very hard to get this opportunity in the bigger city and this is attractive to a lot of people for example in in my area general medicine we have a quite complex we look after different variety of patients from palliative care to cancer acute cardiac issues, respiratory illness, even neurological disorder. While if you go to a city hospital, all these different types or cohort of patients will go under subspeciality. So you, junior doctor will not have the ability to look at these patients together. It sounds like you would cover a, a wider range of different medicine when you're on rotation in a regional area. That's, that's quite right, because we don't have the subspecialization, so we have the traditional old general medicine, for example, in my area, general pediatrician, which is provide unique experience for, for junior doctors. What does the future look like for training opportunities as well as uh, different career opportunities here in Warrigal? 
Well, it's expanding. Uh, over the last six months, we have been in negotiation with the uh, with our hospital management, tried to put us uh, submit application for increase our accreditation as a from secondment site to a level one training, which uh, for the year 2021. So that has been happening, which means that we're able to recruit our own training higher level of training compared with what we're getting at the moment. Is there any advice you would have for anyone looking at getting into rural medicine or perhaps uh, you know, any other sort of physician training pathways? Any junior doctors who are interested in rural medicine, uh, I can proudly say that in Warragul we provide a very supportive environment quite unique opportunity for learning. Uh, we have quite competent physicians that spend a lot of their time in teaching and educating junior doctors. Over the last couple of years, we have a great feedback from junior doctors about their experiences with us. So I encourage them to contact us in our, for example, if they are interested in general medicine, they can contact myself. And we have also, I cannot talk in the, on the behalf of the pediatric group, but the pediatric group have a very good team that can probably very easy to contact them in our hospital. It's important to mention that the area is fantastic. It's a beautiful area, particularly if people with a family, like a junior doctor with families, is good for raising children in this area. It's quite place, family friendly and uh, People can, can come and try for a rotation at least, and then they, they can uh, decide whether they can stay longer. Thanks to our guests for taking the time to discuss their work, and thank you for listening. You can find out more about the study and training opportunities across regional Victoria by visiting monash.edu forward slash medicine forward slash SRH. This episode was part of a series of conversations with doctors in regional Victoria. There's more episodes available which focus on a wide range of medical specialties. Find us on your podcast app of choice. And if you're enjoying the series so far, give us a five-star rating too. It helps us reach more people looking at a career in rural medicine. The Northwest Victoria and Gippsland Regional Training Hubs have commissioned this podcast to help medical students and junior doctors learn more about training and practicing medicine in regional Australia. There are hubs all across the country. To find out where your nearest regional training hub is, visit the link in the episode show notes or just search regional training hubs. And finally, this podcast was brought to you by Monash Rural Health, presented by Patrick Laverick, that's me, and it was made possible by funding from the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program at the Commonwealth Department of Health.